with me to Hebrews 12 and Galatians 6. Hebrews 12 and Galatians 6. Uh, I want to give us a talk around the thought, you don't need to be that strong. You don't need to be that strong. Um, you know, Brittany, Brittany talked about, you know, the heart and the intention behind how we've tackled this relationship series better together is that we realized in the past we've done a little bit of a disservice by jumping right into the five signs that he's bay and you're forever, right? Um, and we realized, and we're going to get to that, um, we tend to base our messages off of Taylor Swift love songs, but um, we're going to get to that. The thing that we realize, though, is in, in our marriage and in marriages we really admire the things that are building healthy marriages are just healthy relationships. Um, and so we talked about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, we talked about a healthy relationship with God and how that's not as complicated as we like to make it, right? That if we bring taking responsibility for our life and being all in to the table, that God brings direction, correction, and protection to the table. We talked about how devotions are not these complicated things, but it's really pausing the spin of life long enough to remind yourself that it's in God that you find direction, correction, and protection. That's the point of devotions. We talked about last week, um, we talked about the importance of your relationship with yourself. That if it's not a healthy me interacting with another healthy person, we will not have a healthy relationship. That one plus one equals one in healthy relationships, whether that's friendships or in dating. We talked about how do I get a healthy me? Well, I got to have an accurate understanding of my current reality. I need to face my faults and I need to learn to reset. Stop being scared of restarting and just resetting when I realize I've fallen short. And if I can do those things, I'm going to bring a healthy me to the table. And then tonight we want to talk about relationships with others. And I want to make the case that your ability to help your friends and help your friends grow and for you to enter into a healthy relationship is not how strong you are. You know, I think a lot of us have this connotation that it's the strong people. You know, man, they've seen some stuff and so therefore they're strong and therefore they know how to help me carry my burden. And I want to make the case it's not how strong you are but how good you get at managing the weight of your life that helps you be great in relationships. So let's look at these two scriptures. Hebrews chapter 12, we're going to look at verse 1, and then we'll flip over to Galatians. We'll spend the rest of our time there. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance. That word can also be translated weight. Lay aside every weight... And the sin, missing of the mark, right? Doing good and choosing not to do it. That so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race set before us. So the writer of Hebrews is making this case. You know, and this is tough for me. Because I'm a big guy and I like feeling strong. Like I, I, I am enjoying the workouts Brittany and I are doing because I feel strong. Like when I'm finished with the set, I throw the weights on the ground. I just feel like Hercules strong, right? And, and so, but the realization is that with our Christianity, it's not our strength that makes us strong. It's the managing the weight of life that makes us strong. 
Let us toss aside, let us lay aside every weight that weighs us down in the sin that so easily entangles us. Now with that perspective, let's look at Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, we'll start in verse 1, we'll read through verse 5. Brothers, if anyone is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too may not be tempted. There's a great life lesson here. Um, When I have a friend that makes a grave mistake, my focus should not be on how stupid they were. The question I should ask is how close am I to making that same mistake? When I have a friend who royally screws up, I should use it as a mere moment to ask the question, where is that in me? All right, verse 2. Bear one another's burdens and therefore fulfill the law of Christ. That idea of burden is a heavy rock, all right? Bear one another's heavy rocks of life. We'll talk about what those are. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But each one must examine their own work, and then they will have reason for boasting in regard to themselves alone, and not in regard to another. Verse 5. For each one should bear their own load. The idea of a load is a backpack. So we have this idea of me managing my load, the load of life. Life comes with a backpack. There is stuff in your backpack. There is stuff that we carry with us every day. And my ability to manage my load and keep my load light directly relates to my ability to help my friends carry their burdens. Let's pray real quick and then we'll dive into this. God, we thank you so much for your word that you give us this ability to look at life from another angle, a different way. We pray as we're talking about relationships with others and and boundaries and how we interact with people. I pray, God, that we would do some looking in our own lives and ask the question, is my load light so I can help others carry their burdens? We thank you for that in your name. Amen. Like I said, I, I like feeling strong, right? And so I grew up not only physically strong, like I was an offensive lineman in football. It was my job to move other large sweaty guys out of the way so the running back could get all the glory. Like that was my job. And so I grew up, feeling, and, and in high school, they called me Father Ed. Like, they didn't really understand what type of church I went to, and most people just kind of somewhat understood being Catholic. So they called me Father Ed. They thought, like, when I went to church, I wore a white collar and, like, did this a lot. They didn't really understand. But this is what they did know. They knew they could come to me. They could come to me and be honest and open about what was going on. I had, I had some really, really tough conversations with friends in high school. Hey, I made this mistake last night. And it wasn't like, hey, I want you to help me figure it out. It's just, it's cathartic to tell other people when I've screwed up, right? So then when I worked at the lodge, I had people coming into my office and saying, Ed, I had an abortion last weekend and I can't live with myself. What made you think I wanted to know that? I I had people, I had a guy walk into my office, go reach down to grab his paycheck and say, Ed, I put my car into oncoming traffic trying to kill myself today. 17-year-old guy. And, and all of the sudden, these people's heavy weights are now sitting on me. And I reached this tipping point in my life where I realized I was not as strong as I thought I was. And I realized that there was a reason why they were weighing so much on me, and it was because I wasn't taking care of my own load. 
See, some of us are called to be strong. Some of us are in positions and doing life in such a way that people are going to be open and honest with us when they're struggling. And it becomes even more imperative for me to handle my own stuff. To make sure that my backpack is light. So that way when people walk into my life and say, here, take this, because I can't carry it alone. That I have some extra room. We call it margin. I have margin in my backpack to help carry the weight. So let me give you an example of this. Jeremy, you're going to help me out. You didn't know this, but you're going to help me now. This is my hiking backpack that I bought at REI and have never used. All right. So put that on. Um, here's an example of how loads work. All right, turn sideways so I really see you. There you go. So let's pretend uh, this is your load, right? So, so my load is my ability to take care of myself, my emotional, mental, physical, spiritual health, my motivation, my finances, me, right? My load is me. So let's say Jeremy is me. Let's talk about what I carry in my backpack. So self-esteem. I'll be honest, for a long time I struggled with self-esteem because this girl, let's call her Sally Jo, in third grade, looked at me and said, my face looked weird. And for years, didn't deal with it. Let's add that to the love, right? And then motivation. Part of my story, most of you guys have heard it, fell out of college twice. And motivation kind of disappeared. Had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Struggled with depression. And it felt like the whole world was out to get me, right? So motivation, no, that didn't exist. And then finances, I was making more money than I knew what to do with at the lodge. And was living paycheck to paycheck, and I knew it. And then I started dating this girl that is like a wizard with finances. So let's add that. And then I had some friends. I had some friends that for a long time, I knew they didn't value me the way I valued them. And I knew that they made fun of me behind my back. And instead of just dealing with it, I allowed myself to get really bitter, right? Really frustrated. So let's add that. How's that feeling? Is that okay? Yeah, that was the female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, let's add... Well, let's add the fact that, so, like, I've been struggling with my weight, and I'm working really hard to get in shape, and all of a sudden I'm realizing, like, because I had low self-esteem, I'm realizing about myself... And there was nothing that Wendy's, a Wendy's double cheeseburger, couldn't help me not feel, right? So let's add that. I've realized that. And then, you know, I had some family issues. Had, had, a, had some grandparents that grew up in a type of church that identified more with what they didn't do than loving people, right? And so there were some things that, some things that I decided, like getting tattoos, that was informed would not help my family image. And so I carry that, right? So let's say, now all of a sudden, my load is pretty heavy, right? But this is the other thing we do. And this is what adds to our loads, and we don't realize it. I need to turn on you. The other thing that adds to our loads is a lack of boundaries. Because what we do, it's called codependency. Codependency is not two people sucking the life out of each other, though that's what it becomes. Codependency is, in my human nature... I have this innate desire to feel needed. So codependency is I need you to need me. Right? Everybody on the same page. I need you to need me. And one of the ways that we feel needed is we allow other people to give us their loads. We allow other people 
to say, I don't know how to handle this in myself, so I'm going to ask you to fill that need in me. And then we allow it because we feel needed, right? So let's say, for example, Brittany, this isn't true, but let's say, for example, Brittany had some really mean fourth grade boy say, I don't like your pigtails one day. Now she struggles with self-esteem. Put your arms up. So now Brittany's love, mind and care. Let's say, let's say I have a friend who struggles with substance abuse. And they keep asking for money. And I keep giving them money because they say they have gas in their car. But I don't see gas in their car. But I know they're still addicted to that substance, right? Add that. We have a friend, let's say my parents, right? My dad got laid off. This isn't true. Again, just right with the analogy. My dad got laid off, and now he doesn't know how to find his footing. And so now he's struggling with alcohol, and I'm getting calls at 2 and 3 in the morning to go pick him up because he knows he shouldn't be driving, and he hasn't realized that Uber would be a real thing yet. All right? Don't Then let's add, let's add the fact that some of my family members weren't good with their health, didn't take care of themselves when they were younger, and so now they have these really legitimate health issues that my parents are having to help take care of financially, and they don't have the money, and so now I'm starting to have to chip in and take up, oh, no, no, cool, cool. Take, how you doing? Doing okay? Doing good. You feeling strong? All right, I'll keep adding stuff. <laughs> I'm going to try to balance this one on your head. Let's say, say I have a friend who um, is, is messing up with their boyfriend or girlfriend, and they come to me and pull the, hey, I just really need to tell somebody we're going to take care of it card. And we know deep down inside that no one's going to take care of it. But now they told me I can't tell anyone, and I accepted that I'm not going to tell anyone. So we got that. And we, yep, that was the one, right? That was the one. And we become, we become loaded down. You doing okay? Feeling strong? Wish you went to the gym? All right. Yeah. <laughs> and we become, we're almost up, just hold on for a second. We become loaded down. We haven't even gotten to the burdens yet. We haven't even gotten. <laughs> Brittany, how are we doing on time? <laughs> We haven't even gotten to, see, this is what happens. When we are loaded down, I'm not going to put this one up. This is dead. When we are loaded down, when we're loaded down because we haven't set, in, set down boundaries and we're not managing our own load, and all of a sudden our friends have a legitimate burden. Hey, man, my dad died today. I lost my job. I got broken up with. I got this really bad diagnosis. When our friends come to us with a burden that is worthy of us helping them carry, we can't. We can't carry it because we didn't set boundaries. Because we allowed ourselves, we allowed ourselves to get loaded up with things that we should have managed ourselves, and we should have set boundaries to help other people manage we want to talk about boundaries tonight. Not because we're trying to force things back on people, but because of the realization that boundaries help me actually carry people's burdens.
just put it down. Good job, Jeremy. Whoops. I have now used my hiking backpack, babe. It's justified. There you go. So codependent. And, and this is the funny thing about Christians. We are, we're a funny bunch, us Christians. Because we like, we like to call our bad behavior being Christ-like. We like to claim, so, so this, like, this is what we like to do. So boyfriend, girlfriend situation, right? I have low self-esteem. She has low self-esteem. I feel needed because she comes to me. And like, if I am not telling her every second of every day how beautiful she is and how much I value her and how incredible she is, and if I look at like a dog or a cat, never mind another woman, then all hell is breaking loose. And I find myself in a situation where I have allowed a codependent relationship to begin, where she needs me to need her. And I need her to need me. And yet, I as a guy use this phrase. I'm just trying to show her God's love. No, but we all have friends who have done it. We have friends that take advantage of us every day. Every day. Every day. Accountability partner. Trying to stay pure with my girlfriend, but don't tell people we've been messing up. And we as Christians, oh man, I don't want to heap guilt on their head. No! Codependent. I need you to need the fact that you have to tell me. And we create these broken cycles of accountability. Codependent. Unhealthy. And we hide it under trying to show Jesus, trying to show them God's love. No. You do not see Jesus allowing brokenness to exist. You see Jesus coming in and healing situations and setting boundaries and setting expectations. So here's some keys to setting boundaries and then we'll be done. The first one is this. When it comes to setting boundaries, you need to realize you are not bad for setting a boundary. You are not bad for setting a boundary. I will repeat that again. You are not bad for setting a boundary. Here's how you know when you need to set a boundary. When I am compromising my ability to carry my own load at the expense of taking care of someone else, I need to set a boundary. When my personal health, my ability to take care of me is being compromised, I need to set a boundary. Some of us need to hear that financially. Some of us are in relationships with people that are sucking our finances dry. Some of us are in relationships with friendships, and we have friends that never bring anything to the table. We allow ourselves to be taken advantage of. We need to set a boundary. Physically, when it comes to dating, and we're going to talk about this later, but when it comes to dating, if the only way that my significant other communicates that they need me is through the fact that I'm giving myself up physically... It's time to set a boundary. We need to be willing to say, I value being free more than being needed. And we set boundaries. I am not bad. 
Boundaries have the capacity to set both sides free. It's not just me. But by me saying, no, that's your load, and it needs to stay over there with you, we have the capacity to set both sides free. Setting boundaries does not mean I'm bad. Number two is this. You need to value the person that you're setting a boundary with. Because this is what happens. See, boundaries are meant to be proactive. We are supposed to go into relationships with boundaries in place. And I'm not just talking physical and dating. I'm talking relationships with people. I should know where my boundaries lie. And when people go to cross the boundaries, I should enforce them. But most of us don't know where our boundaries lie, so we allow ourselves to be taken advantage of. And then we hear a message like this, and we're like, oh shoot, I'm going to go yell at all my friends for taking advantage of me. And this is the thing about boundaries. Boundaries is a me issue, not a them issue. Boundaries is a me issue. If I have allowed myself to be taken advantage of, that is a me issue. You want to know why people take advantage of us? Because we let them. It works. We all have an area in our life. We all have an area in our life where we take advantage of someone else. And we all have areas in our lives where we are taken advantage of. And the reason we take advantage of other people is because it works. Right? Boyfriend and girlfriend, if I'm compromising physically, and I'm not saying no, they will keep going to that well. Why? Because it works. Financially, if I have a friend that knows anytime they ask for five bucks, I give it to them. They're going to keep coming to that well. Why? Because they know it works. So a boundary is a me issue, not a them issue. And so therefore, when I go to enforce a boundary, I have to do it with humility and own my part. I am realizing that this is a big deal to me. And so because of that, I need to put down a boundary. I am realizing I do not enjoy the type of conversation that we have. So I need to put down a boundary. And I am sorry for allowing this to continue for as long as I have. But I value our relationship enough to try to reset it back to normal, to healthy. I'm going to set a boundary. You have to value the person and realize... If I'm frustrated with someone in the area of boundaries, that is a me issue, not a them issue. Because that's me not managing my load. Number two, say what you mean, mean what you say. I love this conversation with young adults who are dating. And we're kind of hitting this a lot, but I love this conversation with young adults that are dating. Oh, these are our boundaries when it comes to our physical boundaries. And then all of a sudden, they're in Brittany or I's office. Those weren't our boundaries that we met when we said those were our boundaries. If I'm going to make a if-then statement, I need to mean my if-then statement. If I'm going to say, if this happens, then I will. Then I need to follow through on it. Because this is what happens. It happens. And then we don't follow through on it. And then we get taken advantage of. And then we get bitter. Because they're not respecting my boundary. No, I am not respecting my boundary. If you take advantage of my generosity again, I will not give you any more finances. Dad, if you come to me like that about mom again, 
I'm going to be finding another place to live. If you abuse that substance in front of me again, we will not be hanging out for this much time. If I am willing to say it matters enough to make that statement, then it must matter enough for me to follow through. Or we create this dysfunctional, gross relationship where we both know, because this is what we do. We set boundaries because it feels good to set boundaries. It's almost like we're admitting that there was a mistake made. When we're in the moment of passion with our significant other before we're married. Oh no, so this is the boundary now. We're never going to do that. This is where the boundary is. It's almost like we're negotiating that things are okay. When we, when we, are, when we have a friend take advantage of us and we realize and we have that low self-esteem moment, I'm not taking care of myself. And then we say, hey bro, if that happens again, then I'm going to have to do this. It's almost like we're taking care of it. And then the moment comes when we have to take care of it and we don't want to take care of it because we're afraid of the consequence. You know what the consequence is? You lose someone taking advantage of you. And that's a tough pill to swallow. It is. But this is what I do know. If I value my friend enough to set them free by setting a boundary, then I need to show my consistent care for them by following through and setting them free. I have set my friend up for fail, for failure, when I set a boundary and do not follow through. I set my friend up for growth and being restored when I set a boundary and I follow through. Next one is this. Be a part of the solution. Be a part of the solution. If I have a friend who has a substance abuse problem and I'm willing to say, hey, this is the line. If you do this again, then I'm going to do that. When it comes time to enforce the boundary, I cannot be around you due to this. But when you are ready to get help, I want to be the first one you call. When you're ready to check yourself into a program, I will go with you that day. I cannot continue to give you money. But when you get on your feet and get a job, I will pay for you to go through Financial Peace University. Babe, I cannot continue to cross this physical boundary with you. So I got to end it. But when we're both in a spot where we're healthy and finding self-esteem in the right spots, I'm willing to re-enter a friendship. See, this, this is where I get frustrated. We blame Jesus for our lack of boundaries. Hey man, I'm a Christian now, so I can't do that anymore. We have to realize, as we get into and further into this Jesus thing working, and people start realizing we're serious about Jesus, we start to portray how Jesus values humanity by the way we interact with humanity. And when we hide behind, thanks Robin Miller, when we, when we, when we hide behind, when we hide behind, Jesus told me, we are blaming our lack of follow through on Jesus. It's not Jesus' fault that you crossed your boundary. It's not Jesus' fault you let someone cross your boundary. Now, would Jesus enforce boundaries? Absolutely. Does following Jesus mean following boundaries? Absolutely. But that conversation is friend to friend. 
hey, I value you enough to set you free because I am a source of codependency. I'm realizing that I would rather feel needed by you than enforce a healthy boundary for both of us. And so therefore, it is healthier for both of us to step back our friendship. Because it is obvious that there's an issue there and an issue here. And we feed into each other. I need to be needed and you need me. So therefore, I'm going to step back and set us both free from this issue in us. That's a me and you issue, not a Jesus and him issue. That's a me issue. The last, the last one is this. Last point overall. We really do need to bear each other's burdens. You know, the picture of a burden in Galatians 6 is a rock that is so heavy that someone can't pick it up. And that's why we're in community. That's why it is humanity. We were designed from the very beginning to help each other out. But like, like our example, we get so laid down, heavy burdened, and tired, and weary, that when people come to us, our friends come to us with legitimate burdens, we're unable to help them carry them. Or we try to carry them and then snap and fall apart. What are some burdens that are worth helping people carry? Loss. My grandpa died last week, Wednesday morning. I am so thankful that Brittany is light enough in her life that she helped me carry that burden. I am thankful that my family is dedicated to managing things and keeping the weight of life light enough that they, we are able to help each other bear that burden. Loss. Losing a job. I hope I'm financially free enough that I can help friends that I know won't take advantage of and get back on their feet. I am so thankful that Brittany is good at budgeting because we have been able to step in and help young adults with stuff. Why? Because we set boundaries in our finances that we follow. And now we can help young adults carry their burden between jobs. I'm thankful for that. I am thankful for a pastoral team at our church that lives with enough margin and keeps the weight of life low enough that when we go to host a memorial, people get saved because we have stuff to bring to the table in that moment. I'm thankful for UDYA leaders that you guys meet with that have enough margin that they can sit with you and the weight of life is light enough that when you guys are walking through stuff, they have something to offer. We need to bear one another's burdens, but the problem becomes this. We become so obsessed with being needed that we become no good to anyone. We just grab every little thing and we pick up every little thing. Oh, to give me that, 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 give me that. And five pounds by five pounds, we become so heavy laden that when someone comes to us with a boulder, and, and, and we literally break down because we realize that we can't help everyone. We could help more people if we learn to set boundaries. If we learn to make the weight of life light and deal with things. I'd really encourage you, go back and listen to last week about how to bring a whole you to the table. If we can learn to bring a whole us to the table and the light, the weight of life is light in our backpack we can really, truly help move life forward for people that are really struggling. So I want to end with small groups tonight, just for a couple minutes. 
And this is how we do small groups if you're new. We encourage you to grab two or three other people that you know somewhat, kind of, that you feel a little bit okay being open in front of. All right? And we really like to stick guys with guys, girls with girls. And it's not because we don't want you to end up together someday, but that's what Sunday church is for. All right. Um, but this is what I, I, want, I want to ask this question. Where do I fall? When it comes to relationships with other people, where do I fall? Do I tend to be the one who's heavy burdened? Hey, give it, give it, take, I want it, I want it, I want it, give it to me, I'm strong, I have big shoulders, I can take it. Or do I tend to be the person that is more than comfortable to give away my load to other people? And maybe it's boundaries within myself that I need to set and not boundaries with other people. So I want to talk through that. And then, amongst the group, let's ask this question. What's one thing we can do to move life forward in that area? What's one thing we can do to move life forward in that area? So where do I fall? Am I the one with the big shoulders? Or am I the one that likes to give things away? And then what's one thing I can do to help carry my load more effectively? We'll come up and end in just a couple minutes. If you have a significant other that normally doesn't come, I'd encourage you to bring him here and then you can say, I told you so, right? Um, so we're going to talk about communication from a guy and a girl point of view. It's going to be really cool. So thanks so much for coming. We'll see you next time.